Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And this your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how was your week since last week? Um, Since last week, I will say it's been going pretty well. Um, I got some new ink. I was happy about that. Um, It's a spine tat. Um, by me working out, it's like really hurting, I guess, because of the sweat and stuff and the shapers that I put on the workout in. Um, cause mm. you know, your girl Queen K is trying to get snatched. Okay. I'm trying to do all this before the summer. Um, but it's really bothering me today. It didn't hurt while I was getting it at all. It was pretty laid back. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm happy. I was able to watch Soul with my kids. They enjoyed it. My youngest fell asleep. Um, and then after the movie, I kind of got their input on it. So it was really nice. We had some good bonding time. Any time that I could spend with my kids, just getting to learn them and getting to learn how their mind works is a beautiful moment for me. So, I mean, I'm just thankful that God, you know, is making a way for me. You know, he's showing me each and every day he lets me wake up that he only has good plans for me and my kids. So I'm appreciative. Um, woke up this morning, light day, really light day. Um, so no complaints. How about you? Um, my day has been my week has been good. We have our first snowstorm. Supposed to begin like so the eighteen inches. It's snowing here, so if my audio does blink in and out, I do apologize. But yeah, it's supposed to go until four PM tomorrow. Like they shoveled, but it doesn't look like they shoveled. So anybody out there in the Pennsylvania area, please be safe. Yeah. And New Jersey area. So, all right, right. we got the flow. All right, so, you guys, we're going to start it off. We're going to kick off the show with the A.O. Kings and Queens quote for the week, and it's going to be followed by Queen K's Slay Tips for Hair. So um, the first quote that I got, it is actually from Pinterest. Um, It says, no, I'm sorry, this is not from Pinterest. Rewind. The first quote comes from Facebook. It was a meme somebody shared. It says, Healing is the end of conflict with yourself. You'll know when you're you're healed because you won't be triggered by things. Um, Me and Complex actually spoke about uh, being triggered um, just yesterday, and I was telling her that sometimes triggers are a good thing in a sense because it shows you the area of your life in which you need to work on and you need to heal from. So um, just know that, when you heal from stuff, you're no longer battling within yourself. So that's always a good thing. And then my next one is from the Bible app. Um, y'all give me one second to find it. But it's from the Bible app. I Like I told you guys on another show, me and Complex were um, doing a 21-day fasting challenge from uh, Transformation Church. So I found this quote because it has you do 10 minutes of reading the Bible, 10 minutes of devotional music, and then 10 minutes of prayer. So I found this one while reading it. It says, you were made on purpose for a purpose. You were handcrafted by the creator of the universe. Let that sink in. So we just need to know that we're here for a reason, and we need to tap into that reason. And if you're having trouble with trying to figure out what your purpose is, it's always good to ask your creator to show you and to guide you. You know, I'm telling you, if you talk to God about stuff, like especially your purpose, like I always ask him to shine light in my darkness and um, show me the steps, you know, show me the order that you want me to go. And he'll outline stuff for you, y'all. Just 
talk to them about your purpose, especially if something that you want is not working for you and you're trying to figure out why you keep getting knocked down. Maybe that's not how God wants you to get it yet, or maybe that that's just not for you. Talk to him, and he'll show you what your purpose is, and you just have to live in that and do everything <laughs> unto him, you know, like you're working for him. So that is yeah. the A.O. King and Queen quotes for the week. Thank y'all. Now, we're going to get into this hair tip. Okay, so my natural sisters, okay, because I have this problem. I will go to bed. My hair will be moisturized to the gods, baby, okay? And I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm about to get up with this bouncy hair, wake up, my hair look like a damn Brillo pad. I know we have all had these moments where our hair is just dried out, and I don't care what if you do put on a silk bonnet or a satin bonnet or if you sleep on silk pillowcases. I think it's just the texture of our hair. So I learned this little tip. To keep your hair moisturized, you will need a spray bottle with water, a little bit of leave-in conditioner, and some lightweight oils, no heavy oils because you don't want to see a big old grease stain on your pillow. So a lightweight oil like a coconut oil, something like that. Spritz your hair, put on a plastic shower cap, not one of them big old clunky ones. No, just like a little normal plastic. Put your bonnet on top of that, and, baby, when I tell you you wake up and your curls are still bouncing like you just got out the shower, try it out, y'all. Let mm. me know what y'all think. You can find me on, I mean, you know, comment under uh, Queens with Vibes and Visions on the page on Instagram, or you can comment under my Facebook page, Connect Room Fro. That is my slate tip for the week. Now we're going to get into that tip and for the cap. soul topic. Yes, girl, <laughs> 10 for a dollar at my beauty supply store. So, you know, just letting y'all know. New Urban Beauty Supply, 10 for a dollar. Y'all can get that. Um, okay, so we're going to go right into that sip and tea for the soul topic complex. What's our topic tonight? Okay, so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about dancing with danger. And I did a little bit of research because I wanted to know why why do we, um, like, you know, like danger so much. And I came across um, someone named Jonathan Day on Quora.com had to search through Google, God said, there are many factors. However, there are two big ones. The first is that Mm -hmm. we can become addicted to adrenaline. Once we expose ourselves Mm -hmm. to enough danger, we desensitize our brain to this hormone, and the only way to get the same response is to increase the dose. Um, This is combined with damage Mm -hmm. to the reward system. The brain identifies rewards and pleasures the same way, and it can easily misidentify success. In this case, it misidentifies stress as success. The second is the enlargement of the, um, I think it's amygdala. Yes, this controls the fight-flight response, amongst other things. When subjected to fear, stress, or trauma, it expands and becomes overactive. This can create a state of permanent anxiety. Easy cure for anxiety is to blot it out. So what that really meant to me is, like, me, when I get anxious or, like, when I'm feeling low, I will self-sabotage. So mm-hmm. my first aspect is fucked up, okay? And these questions that <laughs> I came up with are just basically things that I've done in the past or, you know, experience that I've known other people, you know what I'm saying, to do when they were self-sabotaging, and it was fucked up. So my first question mm-hmm. is, is it dangerous to be friends with someone you had a sexual connection with? Ooh, yes. Yes, it is, only because the lines of friendship get blurred. You don't look at that person in the same light, and 
it's hard when that person isn't feeling you in the same way. So then your feelings get hurt. So then you start doing little stuff without realizing it because you're acting out of jealousy or anger. And it terrorizes, I mean, you know, it breaks the friendship. It breaks the bond you have. Like, you could be friends with a person for 10, 15 years plus, but the moment you get some type of sexual attraction for them, like, everything you do would be to make that person see you in the light that you see them. And it's toxic because, again, you get jealous when they get in a relationship. You feel like no woman or, you know, man can compare um, you do little stuff to the spouse or the person that they like. You try to downplay everything. So it, it definitely mm. is dangerous when you are sexually attracted to your friend. It, I mean, you know, years don't matter once those feelings get attached and they don't feel the same way. No, you can't be friends yeah. after that because then you wonder, like, well, you've known me for this long. You pretty much know everything about me. Why are you not attracted to me in this way? So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh... Living in a world with, where I thought the world was black and white, I felt like, yeah, it's easy to be friends with someone that you had a sexual connection with as long as they know that that's not going to happen anymore. But getting older, I'm realizing that um, it doesn't even matter if you're in a relationship and you're friends with someone you had a sexual connection with because say if that person, you and that person break up, that person mm-hmm. that you're friends with, may be the person you go back to for comfort, you know what I'm saying, to have sex. So um, I definitely think it's dangerous. I actually tried to be friends with um, a guy that I was sexually active with in the past, and I was in a relationship, but mm-hmm. I noticed that that person still had feelings. Now, I'm the type of person, if I could turn my feelings off, you know what I'm saying, I'm feeling like that person can too, but it it wasn't mm-hmm. good. Like, you know, they, they still made those little, you know, smart remarks. They downplayed my relationship, mm-hmm. you know, make it seem like, oh, you know, he's not he's not better than me. It it does complicate things, you know, because it's like like you said, sex blurs that friendship. It's like I don't think I'll ever be able to see you as just my friend after you know what I'm saying, we didn't open up to that intimate, vulnerable, yep. you know, part like you know, parts of each other. So, okay, well, that goes to my next question. Have you ever neglected someone's feelings for you to go after someone you thought would be better for you? Mm. Once. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, in a sense. But it, okay, so I don't know. Maybe. Now, uh, before I was talking to... I'm sorry, y'all, if y'all heard that. My son, please excuse that. <laughs> okay, before I started talking to my last child's father, um, I was talking to, just talking to this other guy. Uh, he was an older guy, but mm-hmm. I think he was kind of a turnoff because, like, after the second date, he was talking about going to shop for rings and all this stuff. So I was kind of turned off by that. But I didn't tell him that, you know, I still continue to talk to him. But I I seen how serious he was, you know, about me that early. And I kind of, mm-hmm. like, pushed his feelings aside just to talk to my child's father. Um, You know, he wasn't my child's father then, but he was just the guy that I was introduced to. So I kind of pushed him to the side. I don't know if that's, like, the same thing. Would that be considered the same thing? Yes, pretty much, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, mm-hmm. well, then, yeah, then, <laughs> I definitely have, uh, but um, 
don't know. I feel like it was because I already didn't. Well, I guess because I'm pushing his phone aside. So, yeah, I have. Yeah, there we go. What about you? I definitely neglected uh, so much feelings before to go after someone I thought would be better for me. Uh, and honestly, it was because, like, I knew that I was in love with this person, and I knew that the person that was, like, trying to show me how you're supposed to be treated, I was just like, I get where you're coming from, and I get that you're trying to show me how I should be treated, but I'm in love with this person, and nothing that you can say is going to tear me away from that. And I don't want to play with your feelings, you know, like, um, like basically I try to force them to just stop having feelings for me because I'm able to do that. But I was forced to do that growing up with like, you know, with boyfriends that my mom brought to the house or boyfriends that, you know, my grandma brought to the house. It's like once they were out the picture, okay, we can't talk about that no more because that was their way of healing, shutting it down. So, you know, boyfriends that I thought would be potential father figures, I had to turn my feelings off. So I can easily turn them on and off yeah. in, in relationships, and that's sad. But mm. it's like I, I basically neglected, but at the same time, I played with that person's feelings because whenever the, whenever the guy that I was in love with, whenever we were on bad terms, I went to that person knowing that they would give me comfort, mm. you know what I'm saying, because I know that they had a soft spot for me, and you don't realize it in the moment until you really reflect back, like, okay, well, damn, I did put you through some stuff, you know, like, I, I basically told you to turn your feelings off, and I basically placed you in the friend zone, and then, like, you know, use you in a sense to make myself feel better, and that can that can be dancing with danger, because I, this man could have snapped, you know. He could have felt like he was yeah. being taken advantage of. So, yeah, I had to bring that to the platform, um, oh, you know, because when – We're going to talk after this. Basically, yeah, basically you don't realize how selfish you are, you know what I'm saying, when you're just trying to, you know, please self. But that goes into my next question. What is the danger of losing yourself in a relationship or friendship? Oh, the danger of losing yourself. Um, you don't know who you are after it ends. Um, I know with me, I didn't know who the hell I was. I mean, yeah, sure, I knew my name was Kinette. I knew I had three kids. But when I, when you give yourself, give your all to a person, and you change just for them, you lose yourself. Like, it, in a relationship, regardless, you're going to lose a piece of yourself. It's up to you to keep building towards learning who you are and, you know, trying to be, you know, on your own. You know, even though you're in a relationship, you still need to be your own individual person. But you do lose part of yourself, a little piece of yourself when you're in a relationship, whether it's healthy or mm -hmm. toxic, you're going to. You know, you just have to remember to rebuild and, you know, learn who you are outside of that relationship. But right. like I said, when you do give your all and you lose yourself, you don't know who the hell you are when it ends. Like, you have to literally start from scratch. You need to know what you like. When I, when my mm -hmm. last relationship Sorry about ended. Sorry you okay? When my last, uh -huh, you okay? When my last relationship ended, I, um, I went through it hard. Like, <laughs> I didn't know who my kids were. Like, I didn't, <laughs> okay, I know their names, right? I know I birthed them. But I didn't know what they liked, what they disliked, you know, because I was in a toxic relationship. And it had got worse 
in the last couple of months to the point where all I did was go to work, come home, lock myself in my room. I didn't come out. I didn't laugh. I didn't sit with my kids. I didn't talk to them or nothing. So when that was over, I had to learn who they were, what they like to do, you know. So I had to start building on that, and then I had to start working on myself little by little because I was so used to being in a routine of coming upstairs and going and locking myself in a room. I did that like two weeks after me and him ended. I was I was shut down from my kids because I didn't know how to be fun. I didn't know what to do. I lost myself. It is very de- – like in friendships – um, in friendship, I I can't say that I've lost myself in a friendship because all of my well my my friend always tells me to be my own person. Like complex, you never let me sink into a hole where I lose myself. Like I know who I am outside of complex. You know, like even with this show, I could have been wrapped up. I could have been under complex. You know, no. I know who I am outside of this because you always gave me a friendship to where I can be who I want to be and you accept me. So I've never Mm -hmm. got lost. I never lost myself in a friendship because my friends always allowed me to be me. Like they highlight who I am. Um, Complex always tells me to be individual, you know, so that's cool. But y'all don't lose yourself in these relationships. And if you feel like it, take some time off for you to learn who you are. Because I'm telling you, once that shit ends, is the hardest thing to do, learning yourself and learning what you like to do. I'm so serious. It may sound like it's light or, girl, whatever. No, I'm so serious, y'all. But what about you, Complex? I think the danger of losing myself in a relationship is, honestly, everything that you just said, not knowing who you are afterwards. Because, like, I'm the type of person, I love music. Like, I can listen to music, whether it be music from the 90s, the 80s, you know, music from high school, even music today, it can always put me in a good mood. But I lost myself to the point where I didn't even have energy to do that. I didn't have energy to write. I used to have to make schedules to, like, try to write for the day. I didn't know what I like, you know, um, when I was in the abusive relationship, I used to find myself looking at pictures from when I was, like, living in my townhouse in Taylor. And I'm like, oh, I just want to go back to her, not realizing that I had to go through the abusive relationship because God was trying to transform me from her. You know, mm-hmm. she was the one that didn't speak up. She was the one who didn't have a voice. And, you know, she was the one who was always only seen and never heard. So I just basically lost more of her in that um, in that relationship. And it took when I got out of it and, you know, got into another relationship because I was the type of person I couldn't be by myself. I had to get into a relationship to distract myself from healing from the last one because that's the only way I knew how to. And I noticed that that guy was like, he wasn't physical, but he was verbally abusive and he would, you know, he had a problem with the fact that I wanted to hang out and everything. You know, I came to a state mm-hmm. where for the first year I had to go to work and come home because the guy that was abusing me used my car all day. So once I got into my own place, I'm like, this is the time to take advantage of, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like touring Philly. And he had a problem with that. So I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can deal with this. I can't deal with this shit again. So that's when I really started finding who I was as a person by, 
you know what I'm saying, like actually speaking up for myself, like, you know what, no, I'm not going to tolerate that. But I lost myself so much in the abusive relationship that I tolerate a lot of shit that I would never, you know, I would never allow my boyfriend to move his baby mama in and we'd be this happy family. I would never allow, you know, um, someone to sit up there and disrespect my family and then, you know, still be with him and everything. So, yeah, uh, I've lost myself in certain friendships because I was only seen and not heard. And it's like I couldn't really talk about things that excited me. So I molded myself to, like, you know, be the gossiper, to be the person that, um, you know, just was a people pleaser. Like, okay, you need this, you need that, you know, you need money. Don't worry about paying me back. So, yeah, I lost myself in, in that standpoint and that abusive relationship taught me, like, okay, well, this is why it was so easy to deal with him because I had people treat me like this my whole life. But my last question for you is, did you find excitement in your toxic relationship, and what was the excitement that made you overlook the red flags? Mm. I did. I know that sounds toxic as hell, but, hey, I'm working on me, y'all, Okay. But I did kind of find excitement out of it because it was just something new. It was something different. This person mm-hmm. made me feel I I had not, you know, I hadn't gone through these this range of emotions. So it was addicting, you know, that somebody could yeah. tap into all of these emotions and make me feel multiple emotions in one day. Like, hell, not even in one day, an hour. Like I can go from happy, sad, wanting to kill you, wanting to love on you, all in the course mm-hmm. of 15 minutes. So it was exciting, and <laughs> it was exciting. That's that you know, just I think that's what drove me into it, and that's the reason why I, I you know, hey, that's why I lost myself because I didn't know who the hell I was because I, you know, I'm when I got into the last relationship, I was a single mother of two kids. Hell, I had been doing it on my own for a long time, you know. And I was single for a long time. And when this man came along and made me feel beautiful and made me feel like he wanted me and took me through all these emotions and the toxic shit started happening, but he loved me because look at how he loving on me. You know, I ain't never had this before. I think that's what mm-hmm. kept me there. That's what mm-hmm. kept me there because he showed me different from what I was used to, you know. Um, and I had never experienced nothing like that. So that is yeah. why. What about you? Uh, the excitement in my toxic relationship that I was in, he was into dirt bikes. And, you know, I'd never seen that in the Midwest before. I mean, like, I know there's guys out there who who do ride dirt bikes, but in Philly, that's the culture. You know, even in, like, Baltimore, based, like, East Coast, like, it's a real heavy thing. So him being into dirt bikes, and I remember he used to ride it when we would be on the phone and just, like, hearing it like you've been here you've seen how like the guy like, to stand on the bike so yeah he would do those type of tricks and I'm just like he dances on like like he, he's a risk taker something that I'm I've, I was I've always been scared to do so it's like I basically you know drew myself to that like like that pulled me in and then living in a whole nother state where I didn't have to worry about what my friends would think what my family would think because I care so much about that being in another state where I was able to live and not hear, like, you know, anything from anybody, I was like, yes, life is great, right? Life is great. Like, Mm -hmm. like he had me doing things that I would 
never do. You know what I'm saying? Like having sex in public places, you know, like just out riding around at night, getting high out of our minds, you know what I'm saying, off weed and him off perks. And it's like when we had sex, that was the only time where I felt like I was in control because that was the only time where I knew that you're not going to be mad at me, you're going to treat me gently and everything, and I can get my way with you. It was very Mm -hmm. addicting, and it was something that, like, I had to just really shut down from because I'm like, dog, as good as this feels, it hurts ten times more because yeah. every time I got abused, abru- uh, every time I got abused, it was like, I don't know, it's like shit never went back to how it was. Like I still have like on, on the side of my forehead, like it's still off from all the times he used to punch in my forehead. Um, you know, my hair, mm-hmm. I got my braids smashed out, so I had a bald spot. So it was just like, yeah, this shit is, it, it, the fire that I have for you is fading more and more because you just keep disrespecting me and demeaning me, you know, and I don't, I don't mm-hmm. need, I don't deserve that. So, yeah. Oh, girl, I'm ready to wrap up the show now, but okay. <laughs> That was good. Okay, so my aspect is comfort, okay? Um, My first question is, do you feel like we stay in or crave a toxic person because we are not emotionally mature? Now, I went back and did some research on being emotionally mature, and it says somebody that's in control of their feelings can be all over the place, but someone who knows how to control them properly, meaning that you don't fly over that hinges every time you get mad or you don't, you know, cry or whine or mope or, you know, you kind of have it under control. So that's just a little backstory. I mean, you know, the definition. I definitely think that we stay in those relationships because we aren't emotionally mature. Because a person who's emotionally mature, you know, if they're able to control their emotions, which is something, that's something that you have to have a lot of willpower and self-control if you're able to do that, then you're able to realize I ain't got to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> you know, yeah. somebody that's emotionally immature is not there yet. You know, an emotionally immature person will still feel like I can explain my hurt to this person and they're going to understand. We don't see the mm. whole picture. We're just like, you know, seeing the tunnel vision part of it. Because I remember when I was 13, I remember I was on the phone with an old friend and we were talking about how we can't wait to get to high school and we can't wait, you know, to get into those relationships. And we weren't even talking about Mm -hmm. the good part of a relationship. We were talking about, oh, I can't wait till he's stressing me out so I got a boss. We were manifesting our damn lives now that I think about it. (laughs) But, you know, this is what we thought love was, like girls stressing about it, yelling and everything, him coming back. No, it was toxic as hell. And now that I think about it, I just spoke my damn life into existence back then because this is what we thought love was. So, yeah, what about you? Um, I definitely feel like that's why we stay. Um, because like I said, you know, only reason why I did stay and crave the toxic person was because he took me through all of these emotions that I had not even tapped into. Because, you know, when you're growing up in a black home, you don't get to express emotions. Because damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you cry because you just mm-hmm. got to whoop it and shut up, I'm going to give you something to cry about. And it's be quiet or who you think you're talking to. We weren't able to express ourselves, so we didn't know how to mm-hmm. control our emotions. So when you get in a relationship with a person who can make you feel all of those things, and want, like I said, in an hour, 
baby, you hooked. <laughs> it's over. Especially if you've never felt that before. Like, you know, I really felt like I was crazy because I would put up with so much shit but then be wanting to lay right next to him at the end of the night. You know, so yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, we have to, before we even commit to a relationship, we have to be emotion, emotionally mature. I even feel this yeah. way, you know, about being a parent. Like, everybody that's like, oh, I want a kid, I want a kid. Make sure you prep first, baby, because I'm going to tell you all, from a person that was not prepped at all, me, if I'm talking about me, it's hard when you don't know how to get those emotions under control. And I feel like that's another, that's a cause of postpartum depression. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I definitely feel like me not being emotionally mature is the reason why I just crave the toxic, toxic relationship. It was just, it just made me feel. Okay. So mm. my next question is, do you think we continue to deal with the toxic with toxic people because our underlying motive is to seek revenge or to see them hurt? Oh, definitely. You want to seek revenge, but I realize like seeking revenge, like you you losing yourself. Because I did that in a friendship mm-hmm. before where I tried to seek revenge. But my soft ass just gave back in, like, you know, when they would show their nice side, maybe we can bury this. Uh, you know, in in that abusive relationship. I definitely wanted to catch this nigga one night, you know, with the knife to his neck because of how much shit he put me through. But mm-hmm. a, a narcissistic person, gosh, they they always have one up on you if you do not have your emotions in check and you do not have your mental in check. So when you're trying to, like, I know for me, with trying to seek revenge, it always got flipped. The tables got turned and the joke was always on me. I, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. it's like, here I am going back trying to get more revenge, and here I go looking more stupid, and I didn't lost more of myself each time. Um, I definitely, with me personally, like, I know, like, when I cut somebody off, I'll do little shit, like, look through their pages on social media, or I'll, um, well, that's my main thing, or I'll ask about them just to see how they're doing, to just make sure, like, oh, so they doing messed up right now? Mm, shouldn't have played me like that. Like, that's what I do. And I had to realize, like, that is not, like, since I'm on this new spiritual journey, I cannot be like that at all. Because mm-hmm. it's a couple of people that I'm still friends with today, but I, guys got to work with me, y'all, but I'm just being honest, okay? I'm just being mm-hmm. honest. The couple of people that I'm friends with now on social media, the only reason why I got them on there is just to see that they, they messed up. And that's because <laughs> I have been hurt <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I be wanting to love the little shit. Like, when they be like, I'm going through I be wanting to just love it. Just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I bet you are. But I'm not going to do that, okay? I really still need to work with myself on praying for these people because I just right. want them to hurt like they hurt me. You know, I want them to feel that pain. I want to feel a relief. But I know I'll only get a relief when I fully forgive. And like I said, y'all, I'm still working on me. So I try not to scroll too much. You know, I try not to linger on people's pages. But it's just, I just want them to feel how they made me feel in that moment. But God is not going to do that. I need to stop trying to seek revenge and just let, you know, let it go. Because like you said, you lose yourself. Like I'm so wrapped up in what they doing and how they life going that I'm missing out on something that God got a line for me, you know. I'm missing out on my opportunity because I'm on day page, you know? So, yeah. yeah. 
I laugh <laughs> because I swear I've been that way too before. That's why I laugh. Like, just fuck you. That's what it be. Like, <laughs> girl, girl, okay. Want to yeah. like a couple statuses, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I looked up and did it one time. I'm not going to do it no more. Okay. Um, <laughs> my next question is, do you think we deal with, with toxic people because we share a trauma bond or we sympathize with their pain? I definitely think it's the, uh, it was the trauma bonding for me because, um, actually it it was, it was two different things. It was trauma bonding because we both had lost a parent, but because mom, I'm about to rip a bandaid off. Me and my mom had a very rocky relationship growing up because I didn't understand why drugs had to come before me, why relationships had to come before me. And I didn't understand until I got into a relationship how addiction works. Like, it's not that you're saying no to the person that's asking you for help. It's just that that addiction with that person is overpowering, and it's like you're not yourself. You know what I'm saying? You don't realize. But I treated her like shit a lot of times, and I felt like I was trying to love him you know what I'm saying, love him through his brokenness to make up for how I treated her. Because once she passed, it was like all of this anger that I had, what the fuck for? You know what I'm saying? Like it it, 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 it was for no reason. And he played off of that. Like, oh, yeah, this is your karma for how you treated your mom. Like he would say shit mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, like whenever I would leave, he would trauma bomb me. Like, you know, I'm going through a hard time. You know, the holidays is coming up. I don't have my dad around. I know I'm not the best, but I'm really trying. You hear that trying part. You hear that I'm not the best. And you think that like, okay, well, damn, at least he's apologizing. No other nigga has ever done this before. But it's like, no, (laughs) this nigga is manipulating run, but I couldn't run. So... Mm. Yes, it was trauma bonding and trying to, like, just right my wrongs with my mom. What about you? Me, I believe in my um, situation, because when I'm in a relationship, I try not to, you know, okay, so I I learned that I shouldn't share too much of my past in my relationship. I know that's, that's one telltale sign that it's not a good thing when you feel like you can't be an open book with your spouse. But um, I try not to let on too much about my past. So I don't think it was a trauma bonding situation. I think I just sympathize with their pain because I'm a people pleaser. And at the end of the day, my goal is just to make somebody happy, to make somebody smile. I don't care if it tears my day down. If I can say I made at least one person smile and I gave my all, then I'm okay. You know, that that comforts me. Well, it used to comfort me at night because – me and people pleasing, I still do it from here, you know, sometimes, but not as much as I used to. And I used to always just want to make somebody smile because I felt like that's how you make somebody love you and stay loving you if you give your all, if you make sure that they're good. So I sympathize with their pain because I just wanted to see them smile. So when I was given the stories about how um, they felt alone all their life or they felt like nobody was there for them. I wanted to be that person. I wanted to show them, look, you got a girl that's going to stand by you through it all. Like, you don't got to worry about me running. I'm solid. I don't give a damn. You don't have a job right now? All right, stay at home. Let me pick up some more hours. Let me pick up another job. Because I've done that before just to make them feel comfortable. Hell, I've worked three jobs at one time before. 
just to make my man feel comfortable. I know some of y'all like, oh, this is stupid. But look, we all got we all got don't to judge me, okay? <laughs> but I've worked three jobs and did hair and made sure I came home just to, you know, be up under them and give them them words of encouragement, just to pour into them. I've done that all because I sympathize with their pain. Like, you know, I don't want nobody to ever feel like they're alone. I don't want them to feel like nobody, everybody always gives up on them when stuff goes left or they run. No, I wanted to show them that I can stand, I can stand in this relationship. I can carry us and I'll do it with a smile. Like that's how I was. I was that yes girl. Yeah, it slapped me in my face, but hey, shit, I proved who I was, you know, even though sometimes you prove it to the wrong people. But um, my last question is, in order for us to stop craving danger, do you think we must fully do some self-reflection and deal with our trauma? Absolutely. Because, like I said before, when you're pleasing yourself and you're in the moment, you don't realize how selfish you're being and you don't realize the same patterns you're making until one day shit just hits the fan. Because, like, when I had got into the relationship after the abusive one to distract myself, and, like, we got into, like, an argument because he didn't like the fact that I didn't want to come home. You know, he wanted me to just always be in the house. And I would tell him where I was at. I would be at my homegirl house smoking, but he had a problem with it. So I remember, you know, he had fixed his mouth to say, I see why old boy put his hands on you before. And I was like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. no coming back from this. There's no coming back from this. The last the last time, I, you know, what that, what that last relationship taught me is that, no matter if, if you can't come back from it, don't try to make it right. So after that, I just sat there and sat back like, what the fuck? Like, I went from a verbal abusive relationship to a physical back to a verbal. I'm like, dog, I'm the fucking problem. I need to just be alone for a while. And when you're trying to be alone, that's when niggas just come out the woodworks and you're telling them like, no, I just want to focus on me. You know what I'm saying? And like they're and, and the ones that you've been waiting for are coming, but you have to stand strong and be like, no, I really need to focus on myself. I really need to do some soul searching because it's, it's the best thing ever because when you're yeah. just trying to, because we live by this saying in order to get over one, you got to get up under another you're bringing all that baggage up under that next one. And then it's like, now that person's skeptical. You'll never really know if you're choosing somebody out of love or loneliness until you get by yourself and do some self-reflection. It doesn't have to be for a whole year. It could be for three months. It could be for six months. However long you want it to, just make sure that you sort some shit out before you go into that next relationship. I'm telling you, you cannot build a new house with old bricks. Ooh, baby, yes, you better, you better talk. Okay, uh, I definitely feel like it is very important to do some self-reflection, some soul-searching, baby. You have to tear (laughs) down your old foundation and rebuild before you even try, you know, before you, I'm telling you, hmm. okay, so what we learned as kids, and how we grew up, it does not apply to the life now. The world is ever-changing. It's going to keep changing, and we have to keep adapting to the changes. And that's even the mm-hmm. case in relationships. Um, we have to tear up that old foundation, rip it up, and relay some new foundation. Like, um, that applies to every aspect of your life. 
So I feel like in order to stop craving that toxic ways, you know, those dangerous ways, we have to figure out what is it in us that's not fully healed? What, you know, what makes us crave this? What part of us is still not developed? We have to nurture that child in us or wherever it was that any trauma happened, we have to nurture ourselves from that stage onto where we are now in order for us to be like, you know what, I got too much going for myself. I know who I am. I don't need this, you know, extra stuff. So I definitely feel like some self-reflection and also some time with God. Y'all y'all know, I know I, I cuss and I talk about a lot of stuff on here, but y'all know how serious I am about God. So I feel like that's that's the main thing that's been helping me like to grow through this whole journey. Yes, this podcast is freaking amazing and this is my way of self-reflection. Um, but God is the reason, baby, and that's the only way that you will really truly be able to do some self reflection is if you include him in your process. That right yes. there alone, that combination will get you together. You won't have to feel like all your worth is a toxic relationship or a toxic person or that you're not worth a lot. I'm telling y'all. Do some self reflection first and it will help you and that way you won't crave no, you know, nothing bad. So that's it. Um, Okay. So with that being said, that is our, you know, we wrapped up that little segment. Now we're going to jump right into the as a woman question complex with the as a woman question for the week. Okay. So the as a woman question this week is what is the hardest part about dating you? (laughs) She always does this Oh, Girl, shoot. everything, okay? I am, <laughs> oh, God, what is the hardest part about dating me? I would say from the two people that I've dated, the fact that they, they say that I act like a nigga because <laughs> I don't show them my emotions, like, nah, it's whatever, you know. Um, but then my mouth is reckless, and I I... <laughs> I make sure, like, if you hurt my feelings, oh, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to cut deep. That's just me. I'm sorry. Like, I'm working on it, y'all. But the hardest part of date, about dating me is my mood swings. Like, I can be happy and then go to about to kill you in the next three seconds. And, baby, I don't mind hitting you. I don't. I know it's toxic, y'all. I'm telling y'all I'm working on me. I really am. Um, I do have a, a streak in me that's very it – could, it could get very dangerous. Um, I'm not bragging about that because it's not ladylike, but I know that my mood swings are crazy. Like, um, me alone, hell, I know it's not good to brag about, but I do have my moments. But but if you know who my mom and daddy is, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's it's bound to happen. But, um, But, yeah, really my mood swings and the fact that I will shut down like if you make me, if you get me to a point where I'm really up, I will shut down. Like we could be in mid argument, and I'll just go silent. And at that moment, mm. it's best for me to just walk away when I get to that point because at that point, I'm really in my mind, I am harming you in the worst way. Like mm. I will shut down completely because you you didn't took me to a point where it's it's kind of like me pre blanking out. So yeah, I'm a handful. I know it. I'm working on me, though. Um, that's probably why God ain't sitting nobody my way. Like, no, nah, we, can't, we can't do this to the next person. But it is, but it's just so much. I, I feel like it's because I've been in 
two toxic relationships that I, I'm shaped to be this type of person. I'm working on it, but I, you know, I don't even know the first part of being in a relationship, to be honest with you. What about you? Mm. The hardest part about dating me is I do play damage control because of the bullshit that I've been put through. You can't get no bullshit past me. Um, I can be very clingy, um, and I can have an attitude if I don't get my way. Um, I'm not the type of person you want to reject when it comes to having sex because I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so the next time you want it, no, I'm not even in the mood. I'm I'm going to double it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to wait three or four days before I give it. Uh, and I will also say I pressure I pressure, like, you know, people to change for the better. Like, instead of just listening, I'm always the person that I, I don't know how to give a listening gear. I'm always trying to help you find a solution. And sometimes a person just wants to just vent, you know. Like, guys guys in the mm-hmm. past, including my, my boyfriend now, be like, sometimes you act like you my mom, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you trying to have this solution and everything, and I just want to talk. So, yeah, I'm sorry it's a gift and a curse. I just like to see everybody do good in life, but I'm learning yeah. to just, you know, sit back and just listen and, you know, just ask, like, okay, before we get into it, do you want me to just listen or do you want advice? Because I think that that's all a person wants is just for someone to listen and just say, hey, shut up. So, yes, <laughs> that's my uh, answer. <laughs> Okay. All right. So that segment is wrapped up. We're going to jump right into the glowing business. you have any glowing businesses for the week? I do not have one this week. Okay. I kind of got one. We're going to speak it into existence, y'all. This is my other goddaughter, uh, Kayla. Um, She is trying to get into doing nails. Um, right now she's practicing, but in the meantime, with her practicing on how to lay her acrylics and stuff, she is also doing press-on nails for right now. She's doing really, really good. Um, you can find some pictures of her sets that she's done on her mother's page, which is Misha Taylor. Um, the brand is called NK Press-On, and they could pretty much do whatever you want, uh, whatever color, whatever style. If you want jewels, they got you. If you want glitter, they got you. So look into that. Again, her mom's page is Nisha Taylor, um, and it's NK Press Ons. Go support my baby, y'all. We got to support the young ones as well, you know, help them to grow. Yes. Um, but she will be doing nails soon because the girl is good. Her shaping is really good. She's still practicing, and all this is self-taught. My baby is self-teaching herself, so I'm really, really proud of her. Y'all, let's show some support. That is my glowing business. So. All right. Y'all, y'all know this is my part of the show, right? All right, y'all. So so with that said, in the girl I got something to say segment, I don't have too much to say. One thing I will say though is, y'all go watch Soul. That movie is beautiful. I have to watch it by myself, by the way, because even though I had a really, really good moment with the kids, but it's a lot of questions that they ask me. And I had to make aware like five times, y'all, I have not seen this movie yet. I don't know what's going to happen. So I missed out on some parts because I was answering questions. So, um, but other than that, if you haven't yet, go watch it. Y'all, y'all think because it's a cartoon, it's just for the kids? No. Adults, we get a different, we interpret it different. So I feel like every adult needs to see this 
um, as well as kids, make it a family night, you know, discuss it after because just getting my kids input, I'm like, damn, you know, well, y'all really was analyzing a movie because where I thought it was a good ending, my daughter was like, no, that was sad, mom. And I'm like, well, why? So it was a good bonding time. And then you get to know what's going on in your kids' minds, you know. Yeah. Um, also, y'all, I don't know if half of y'all did what I said, but January has officially came to an end. I hope that everybody took a challenge and did something out of their norm. So um, for February's challenge, I'm challenging you to each and every morning speak five positive things into your day, okay? Five affirmations, five changes you want to see for yourself, something. But five good things I want you to look in the mirror and say to yourself. That is the end of my girl. I got something to say. Now we're going to wrap it up. And to our next segment, which is, well, no, this is the ending of our show, y'all. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to have Complex give us her no apology thought for the week, followed by the self-affirmations. Go ahead, Complex. Okay, so I've got two no apology thoughts this week. The first one is change didn't happen if the person is still making you feel the same way years later. It's best that we start seeing Mm -hmm. the person for who they are telling us they are and not from our imagination. And I say that because... Mm -hmm. um, I have a hard time cutting ties with people. I don't know how to just, like, cut a person off that did me wrong. You know, I just feel like when a person reaches out, I don't know how to leave them on red. So I still, you know, will say nice. I'll still be nice and I'll still say hi. But some people will really try to manipulate and take advantage of your, um, your kindness. So you have to just keep it moving and you really have to be mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's hard to be mean, you have to just leave people where they're at that is so used to taking your um, Mm -hmm. kindness for granted. And my other one, got this from, I think I got it from downloads. Yes. Uh, The other one is I take responsibility for who I am, the bad and good. And I say that to say that um, we never admit all of our wrongs. And me and Queen K we always make it our business to be as truthful and transparent on this platform so that others can be truthful and transparent with themselves. You have to mm-hmm. accept the storms that you've went through because they expose who's really in your corner at that time. They expose your strength and they expose where God wants you, like, you know, where he wants to transform you, whatever you believe in, the higher power. But I'm going to say, God, you know, they expose where he wants to transform you to. Like I said before, I was looking at pictures of myself when I was, like, living in Tay, like, oh, I want to go back to her, when that person was not who I was supposed to be from the get-go. You know, that was me saying goodbye to her. So take the good and the bad because they all shape you. Just don't let it crumble you. And Mm -hmm. with that being said, I'm going to close this out with my self-affirmation tonight. It is, um, I am more than my anger. I am more than my problems. I am love more than what he or she demeaned me to be. And I am what makes me happy and not what fits someone else's comfort. And that is my self-affirmation. And that's the end of the show. So (laughs) that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the Vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision. And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.